Hey, what's going on, guys? It's Joey and Rob here real quick. Uh, we wanted to jump in right before the episode started and kind of introduce ourselves and kind of give you an overview of what we're trying to do with this podcast. To be honest, we're just two guys that, you know, love watching hockey. I'm a Flyers fan. Rob's a Devils fan. We watch as much hockey as we can. You know, I wa- we both watch a lot of games from around the league. We pay attention to you know, other teams' prospects and players and stuff like that all season. You know, we're not a news source. We're just... Honestly, my biggest thing is, like, I feel like enough people don't talk about the game. So I think the more people that hear about it, the more people want to talk about it, the more the game grows. And honestly, I think that would be better for everybody. So it's not the most accurate podcast. You know, I'm not really one for spreading rumors. I don't think that's, like, our goal here. But we're not you know, breaking news or, you know, we're going to talk shit about players. We're going to praise players that maybe don't deserve it. So we're just fans of the game. So, Rob, you want to add something? Yeah, no, I think you hit the nail on the head. I was just really excited to start this project with my boy Joey, despite his Philadelphia handicap. Um, uh, but, yeah, just a big Devils fan. Um, really got back into it a couple of years. Like, I have him my whole life. Got back into it a few years ago and... Just isn't my boy who who likes to talk hockey and and bullshit about it and knows pretty much everything that I do um, about his own team and the rest of the league. And it, it was just at a point where, like, if you hung out with the two of us and you gave us a minute in, like, silence, we were going to start talking about hockey and ruining everyone else's time. So um, I just had a lot of good, good, like, bullshit talks about it, and I, I just love the sport. So we're just trying to do what we usually would do anyway if we were just hanging out. Um, and just like for you guys and just for the fun of it and hopefully we get some feedback and like I said it's just all about there's really no aim we're just trying to have some fun talk some shit about our our favorite thing and if it helps grow the game at all or gives anyone perspective and uh, or just something to uh, entertain you that that's great that's all we're that's all we're asking for Um, we're not going to kill you with news we're going to mention some things sometimes we'll probably play around with some stats but we're not statisticians either we're just uh just super fans like to like to talk too much yeah i mean honestly if there was an aim to this podcast it would be to let you guys listen to like a conversation like you were sitting there with two of your friends talking about hockey yeah like th- that's the biggest aim for me it's like i don't want to you know bore everybody because you know you hear you can get your news pretty accurate news from anywhere nowadays it seems everybody has a place where they can get the latest news you know tv twitter you know other hockey podcasts but sometimes i mean there's only so much news that you can get i mean eventually it wears out but i don't think that there's a whole lot of places to get like just genuine conversation about the game yeah all the and time. and to be fair too if you're just getting into it or you're not like a mega fan but you, you're playing in a fantasy hockey league with your buddies for the first time or something we're just as good as the news sources. <laughs> this yeah. is like for all levels, man. If you need to relax because you're thinking too hard, if you don't know shit about anything, we got something for you too. Again, we're just trying to have fun, and hopefully this gets off the ground and people will eventually listen to it because we'd love your feedback. We'd, we'd love to like kind of take this to the to the streets and kind of interact and see if how wrong we are. Um, so let us know. Tweet us. You know, it's It's going to be fun. You know, and if you guys are listening to this, you started with us from the, you know, from the ground floor and we'll we'll see where it goes. So it's going to be fun. 
Yeah, I do want to give a disclaimer to the next couple episodes about like the previews for the divisions and stuff like that. They are pre-recorded, but once we start getting into preseason, you know, probably actually right after, we might do a couple episodes to kind of bridge the gap to once we get to the season. But they're going to start being recorded the same week that things are happening in hockey. It's not going to be a couple weeks out of recording. We just kind of did this to kind of settle where we were going to host our podcast and stuff like that so it will start becoming you know recording and at relevant time so just let you know you know if things don't change in the first couple podcasts even though you give us feedback don't worry it's coming (laughs) we'll read everything we just have a couple in the bank right now so and don't worry if anything big happens even though they're pre-recorded we'll talk about it they trade eric carlson before we put these episodes out we'll touch it don't worry we got you (laughs) <laughs> and don't worry, Otto, if you trade Eric Carlson, it's not changing my ranking anyway. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, I think this is going to be a good experiment for what we're trying to do. Please leave us any kind of feedback you want and anything we can make better, things that we're doing good, you know, anything. You know, our Twitter's at Off the Barcast, you know, message us on there, tweet at us, whatever you need to do. Um, just let us know, you know, what you guys want to hear, ask us questions, stuff that you want us to talk about. We're pretty much up for anything. Like like we said, we don't have a plan, you know. <laughs> we do this anyway. We talk about hockey all the time, regardless. So, you know, we figured we might as well just start recording it. So it even kind of, now that we've decided to record it, it kind of makes it hard to talk about it because we try to save things for this podcast to talk about. So. Yeah, at least it curbs our eight-hour discussion, discussions into one-hour windows. So, <laughs> But yeah, so we're going to let you guys get to the episode, um, and hopefully you enjoy. Yeah, so I'm, I'm Joey. Again, this is Rob. Thanks, See guys. See you later. What's going on, hockey fans? Welcome to Off the Bar with Rob and Joey. I'm Joey. And this is Rob. Uh, This week we're going to talk a little bit about season predictions. Um, This week we're going to focus in on the Pacific Division, go through the list of teams from best to worst last year, kind of give what we like, what we dislike, whether they're going to be better, whether they're going to be worse, maybe about the same. So first we're going to start with Vegas. And, man, I think Vegas is going to be... Especially in that in the weaker Pacific Division, I think that they're going to be a little worse, but they're still going to be good next year. I mean, they definitely do still have a, a scary looking lineup for sure, but I think I think some setbacks are to be to be expected. Just going over like a couple of their players' stats, but I, I still like the lineup. Like looking at what their projected lineup was going to be, it was good, and I like their. Uh, I like them picking up uh, Statsny. I think that's a real good, real good veteran to pick up. I think that was a dope move for them. Yeah, I mean, I think that they did. I mean, they had the money to really keep that that lineup together. I mean, they still have to re-sign Carlson, Theodore, um, but I think that they're gonna take care of that. Um, there's really no reason not to. They lost James Neal, but then again, you know, they picked up Statsny. You know, potentially Cody Glass coming in, Nick Suzuki. They have young guys that can come in, and that's that's probably like the scariest part is that apart from the good team that they had last year, they have more guys that could come in and be better. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they do have some prospects coming up too. 
I uh, the, the only thing I worry about is just them not getting as much from all of their guys. Um, like, in no way do I think that it was, like, a fluke, really, on the part of any of them. But I don't know if it could be considered a norm. Like, I love William Carlson, but I think he had, like, a almost like a 25% shooting average. I don't know if they're going to have, like, another, you know, almost 40 goals out of uh, out of him. And, I mean, Riley Smith did a good job of keeping up with them. I, I like that little redemption story. So I think it's really going to be if, like, they're... If their bottom lines can stay as deep as they look, even when if the first line goes a little bit colder, even though I, I don't think it's going to crash and burn. I really do think that they're all good players on there. But if they can get a little bit colder and they can, um, you know, their bottom lines can handle that. And if um, their defenders don't take a step back, then again, they could be a, a scary team again this year. You definitely don't want to play them. Yeah. That was the only thing that I thought kept them down against Washington was having that true star defenseman. It seemed like kind of in that cup final that they were still scoring, but there wasn't really a lot of contribution from the defense. I mean, which I mean, it makes sense because a lot of those guys were, you know, kind of outcast on their former teams. And then they had Shea Theodore, who, you know, is really good, but he's still young and he's still learning how to play his game and stuff like that. So, but I mean, I still hear that them and Dallas are the favorites to land Eric Carlson. So, dude, that would be insane. Have to switch everything for for that. But that's a whole nother thing that we could yeah. talk forever about, yeah. which we don't We're, know nothing. Yeah, we about. can't get into trade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can't get into trade speculations right now. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the only the only con that I took down in my notes was can they repeat what they did last year? Is the Cinderella story going to be the same? That's the only reason why I think that they're going to fall back a little bit, like you said. I don't know if they can do it like they did this year, but I still think that they're they're a playoff team. Oh yeah, I and you don't want to, and you don't want to play them. Yeah, I still I still like the team. I don't, I don't think they're going to be in President's Trophy like position like they were like just out of it, you know, like last year. But yeah. they're definitely they're still not someone to be. They're definitely still a force. Um, they're not they're not yeah. going to go away, and the Cinderella story is not quite over, in my opinion. So I guess now we can move on to Anaheim. Honestly, I'm not the biggest fan of Anaheim, but I am a real big fan of John Gibson. And in the regular season, him and Ryan Miller were great for Anaheim. Gibson was 31-18-7 with a 9.26 save percentage and 2.43 goals against. That's pretty outstanding. Miller was 12-6-6 with a 9.28 save percentage and a 2.35 goals against. So they have two they have a solid tandem there. The only thing I don't like about Anaheim is that they seem to play a game rather than scoring more goals, they don't allow as many goals. And it's just I don't think it's it's not a bad thing necessarily, but I just think that with the way the game's getting faster, it's going to it's getting harder and harder to play that way. Yeah, and I mean, the th- it's weird because I usually can appreciate a team that does that. I really like defense first, like teams. Like I don't, I don't really consider it boring hockey, like people say. But I like a rough game. But I don't really like Anaheim. I think you're right. They got a good goalie. I like their center depth that they re-signed Adam Henrique. I think that gives them something that 
and I mean, I, I'm not saying this just just because because it's it wasn't one player and they really did turn their season around, but like, homie kind of saved the day for them. Like if Ryan Kessler and like Ryan Getzloff would, if they didn't re-sign Adam Henrique and one of them goes down again next year, like I don't know who who's going to take that spot and who's going to make it for them. It was like pretty un unimpressive until they they yeah. have like another option now and that's why it scares me because i think they're going to have to use that option so that's why i think that they may not be as bad as i always think they're going to be but you know gets off and perry are getting older like kessler plays rough and gets hurt so again it wasn't like like adam henry carried them on his back or anything like that but i think that that was that was clutch for them in order to like keep up while their like stars were out and i'm, I'm just not so sure that their stars are gonna be any more healthy or irrelevant as last year yeah oh uh, Henrik Steph definitely played a big part of their success last year and he likely has to do it again because they're I think Ryan Kessler is already missing the beginning of next year oh really and and there's a chance he could miss the whole season oh I didn't know al- that already yeah. oh well then I mean then he's mandatory absolutely and that yeah. still may not even be enough if if they really don't have Ryan Kessler all next year they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to find another a backup to their to their backup plan. Um, and I love. I mean, I love some of their players. Like Raquel is great. I love Adam yeah. Henrique. I like their defense. Um, but there's just something about it where they like they like click at the right points and like. I just look at them. I feel like the past couple of years, and they look like they did better than they really did. Like they were second in their in their division, but their division wasn't great. Um, yeah, <laughs> their division wasn't great, and they really weren't that far out from not being in a playoff spot. And those, those really, those overtime losses like held them in. Like they had thirteen. <laughs> that's a uh, yeah. That's a lot. I'm pretty sure that's. Oh no, never mind. I was gonna say that was more than any other playoff team, but your Flyers actually had more. <laughs> yeah, gotta gotta get those overtime. <laughs> you overtime need them. Losses, They're clutch. So. Yeah, but that's another thing too. OT at three on three. I don't know how much longer that's gonna last either. That was like a lot of their their goalie. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, say whatever you want, but when they're playing teams like Edmonton and Calgary and Vegas in three on three, like most of the time they're gonna they're gonna get they're gonna get burned eventually so i i don't think anaheim's gonna be as good i'm not i would love to doom them but they prove me wrong every time so i'm just gonna say i don't think they're gonna be as good and the kessler thing kessler thing definitely scares me about them yeah i mean yeah i don't think that they they're gonna be as good yeah because i i agree like you know perry's kind of he over the past couple years has definitely been declining on goal scoring luckily for them you know raquel has stepped up in that aspect I, if they weren't in the Pacific Division, I'd say they probably don't make the playoffs. But because they're in the Pacific Division, they're probably going to be fine. I mean, especially if Gibson and Miller can keep up like that play that they had last year. I mean, that's just insane. And if they can get their like power play working, I mean, because I was looking at their uh, special teams, and of course their their penalty kill is good because they can keep the puck out of the net. But they only averaged seventeen percent on the power play last mm, year. Yeah. So that was rough for them. So yeah, I don't know. That core is starting to get older. But I mean, they have Sam Steele and Max Jones. I don't know. I think Steele's more likely 
if anybody, to make the team, which could help. I mean, if he makes the team and can step into like that third-line center and be good, having Getzlaff, uh, Henrique, and Sam Steele down the middle is not bad. But Getzlaff, Kessler, and Henrique down the middle is a lot better. So. Yeah. Well, and who knows? I mean, he's a rookie, so you can never really tell with them. But, but there's no there's no guarantees. And um, I'm definitely saying Anaheim's doing worse than last year, though. Um, like even if they got the same amount of wins, but they don't lose as much in overtime, they're they're already out. <laughs> yeah, I think that they'll they're gonna fall back a little bit. I maybe more of a third place, maybe wild card team. Yeah, which is rough for them because being that second wild card probably mean well yeah being that second wild card means that you're out of the playoffs in that division so true i thought it meant that if you were even in a wild card position that it meant that you were out of the playoffs but la did it so yeah we can move on to the san jose sharks i'll kind of start with the cons because they're not really cons i don't really dislike a lot about san jose's team necessarily i don't like some of their players but I can't deny that they're good players like I don't like Evander Kane but he's probably going to be good for them and I don't really like Logan Couture but he's grew he's grown into that that center that they need now that well I guess him and Pavelski normally switch on center to wing but either way he's grown into that player that they need especially with like Marlowe and Joe Thornton getting older and stuff like that so the two cons that I have for them are can Joe Thornton stay healthy because I think Joe Thornton was still, let's see, I have a... Still signed, right? Joe Thornton. Yeah, he re-signed one year, $5 million. So they have him for this year. And then I get. I feel like they're going to play play it by ear with him until he says, I'm not playing anymore. Yeah. He'll be on the team. But in 38 games, he put up 36 points. Or no, 47 games, I'm sorry. 47 games played last year for Thornton. And had 36 points, and that still was good enough for ninth on their team. So he played a little bit more than half a season. I mean, those aren't bad numbers for half a season. I'll give them one thing: they they stay loyal to their guys, still paying Joe Thornton five mil a year. Yeah. Well, because I think that if you know he can stay healthy for a season, he's the second line center that they need, and he probably puts up at least 55, 60 points. So he's definitely worth it. I mean, he's probably one of the better face-off guys on their team, you know, the big center is always a valuable thing to have. I mean, he's not really as won't be as much of a penalty kill guy because I don't know if he has the legs yeah. for it anymore. But you know, he still knows how to pass that puck. So yeah, he still he still can pass. I just wonder. It doesn't look like he's got the touch about putting him in the net like he used to. But he's still still definitely got his brains. Um, so if yeah. he can stay healthy, he's not bad. I don't know. Every year I, I say that I don't like the Sharks team, and they, like, prove me wrong. I almost hate talking about them because it's like, – Yeah. Because then it's like, all right, fine. I guess they, you know, I guess they didn't age out. And, I mean, Kane will probably play good for them. Like you said, it, he maybe he found a home. Maybe this is his uh, – finally his, uh, his spot. But I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of it depends on – if they can get the best out of their team, they could probably stay around the same. It's just about are they going to get the best out of their team? Yeah. Is like Brent Burns going to like put up like 20 goals? Like is Martin Jones going to play like an A1 goalie? Like 
I don't know. If all of those things happen, then they're about the the same. They're definitely not in a worse position than last year. But. Yeah, I think for the most part, San Jose stays the same. I think they have good top-end talent, especially if Kane can come in and be the player he's always supposed to be. Um, I think that their supporting cast is good. Like They have good depth pretty much all around. And I like both their goalies. I think they're both good. It's just about can they give them at least that like above average play. If both their goalies can get back to playing like at least like a 918, 920 save percentage, you know, because I think they both dropped to like 912 or something like that. I don't remember oh, off really? the top of my head, but they dropped a little bit in save percentage. But at the same time, I feel like they scored less goals as a team this year too. I mean, because... Burns only ended up putting up 67 points as opposed to like 80 last year. And then they that that was their highest score. Burns scored the most on the team with 67 points. They seem to have done it more by like committee because they had three guys with 60 points, four guy or three guys with 40 points, four guys with 30 points. Oh no, more than that. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six guys with 30 points. So they're definitely doing it by committee there. Yeah. But, I mean, if Brent Burns can get back to that star status and if Logan Couture can take that next step and be that, you know, 70-point center, bona fide first-line center, I think that they could take a step, but that's getting the best out of their team. So Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think that San Jose stays probably about the same unless they decide to add more. No, I think that they'll probably stay on course with what they have. Yeah, they're they're not in any definitive position to say that they were going in one direction or the other. Yeah, they didn't lose anybody. They didn't give up anything to acquire picks for Hoffman when they facilitated that trade to Florida. So, and they were able to free up some cap space. So, and they signed the guys that they needed. So, I think that they'll they'll be about the same. They're still. I still think that they're a dangerous team, and if they do get going they're definitely going to be good so who'd they lose in that trade they gave they gave up um bodker who got traded Bodker's. for yeah that's for why i was thinking it yeah damn it i knew it was one of those guys but i mean yeah that's not really too much i mean like chris tierney can just take that spot that's fine oh yeah i think that was a good move for them to get bodker out i th- i expect a lot more from him when he got to san jose but you know, being able to pick up picks and freeing the cap space that he had just for trading Hoffman to Florida was a good move by their GM. So, all right. So now we can move on to the final California team, and that's the LA Kings. I feel like LA is a very similar team to Dallas in that they're both top heavy. I look at yeah. their lineup and I feel like their depth is kind of suspect, but they have Kopitar. They have, I mean, Dustin Brown put up 61 points last year. I don't know if he does that again, but they have Dowdy. They have Kopitar. They have Jeff Carter, who should be healthy this year. And they have uh, Kovalchuk now, yeah. which is fine. But <laughs> I feel like it kind of, if, you know, Dustin Brown goes back to, you know, having the seasons that he was having the three or four years before this one. And, you know, Kopitar doesn't put up 90 points. They're kind of middling. And they were already, you know, on that bubble 
almost out of the playoffs anyway, so. Yeah, I don't know why. I feel like that they, I have like more faith in them this year than I have any other year. Again, they're another team where I'm like, forget the Kings, and then they prove me wrong, and they make it. I think that they may actually move up a little bit and do a little bit better than last year. Just, um, but I think when we're talking about a long term, I still hate the Kings. I still, I don't think that, uh, I, I think that that Kovalchuk deal is going to work out for this year and probably this year only. And then it's going to get, going to get ugly. But, and you're, you're right. Like, I can't all lean on, on Kopitar. Like he's a he's a great player, but is he going to do ninety points a year from now until the end of his career? Probably not. I don't think so. So I mean, they definitely, like you said, they're they're top heavy. They've got an, one of the best defenders in the league. Um, I like Jonathan Quick as a goalie. I like Kopitar. I like their first line. Their first two lines look good, but you're right. After that, it's kind of it. it Fizzes out, and uh, I I say that they probably do um, a little bit better than last year, but um, but in the long term, like now, they're definitely there. It's definitely like now or never for those guys. Yeah, now I agree for the most part. Um, I think maybe it's more that they benefit from other teams stepping back, like maybe Anaheim, you know, is stepping back a little bit might not be as good as they were last year or, yeah. you know, so maybe they benefit and do more or less the same, but they improve because teams ahead of them are not doing as well. But yeah, I mean, it's hard to bet against teams with Jonathan Quick. I mean, he's outstanding. I mean, I know, you know, what, a year or two ago when he had one bad year, you know, everybody thought like the sky was falling and it was the end of the line for Quick. But I mean, he came back this year. 921 save percentage, 30, 33 wins. LA would have been a team that benefited a lot if they could have got more losses in overtime, for sure. Because <laughs> Jonathan Quick's record is 33-29-3. So just take five, ten of those losses in regulation and just give them overtime points, and they're probably in third place. So Yeah. Yeah, but the problem with having a team like that that's top-heavy, though, is that you're one injury away from it all falling apart. Yeah. Like, I, I've liked Peter Budai, but is he going to step up again? He's, like, getting a little bit getting a little bit older. Like, if Quick goes down, you know, I, again, if, if Dowdy has a problem, like, his replacements are all either older or not even close to as good. Yeah. And uh yeah, so I mean that's that's the game you play when you're the when you're the Kings. Yeah, I honestly don't even know if it has to be an injury. I think that if Dustin Brown doesn't put up sixty points again next year and puts up <laughs> like twenty five like he did the three years before <laughs> that's true. then they're not as good. Yeah. Because that alone, because I'm pretty sure that he was playing a lot with Kopitar, so that alone is taking points away from Kopitar. So I don't know. I think I think that they'll still be like a bubble team. Because I don't think that they'll be as bad as some of the teams in this division. But, I, I, yeah, I'd probably say they'll probably stay about the same for the most part. Because I think that there's there's talent that I don't know enough about, especially being on the East Coast and not being able to stay up until 1 o'clock in the morning watching LA Kings games. Yeah. That 
you know, there could be some gems here that I don't know about. Like I know, like I, I think his name's And Andy Andreoff. I feel like I'm probably like it's probably just like a lot simpler than that. But I feel like I've heard good <laughs> things about him, and you know, maybe he steps up or Ian Ayafalo. I'm. I know these names are simpler, and I don't have them right in front of me, but. You know, there. I feel like there's a couple guys who I don't know enough about that could be, or maybe they're not. You know, maybe they're just regular guys. Yeah. But you know, I feel like there is potential for you know players to surprise us, and them having Jeff Carter back all year probably scores thirty goals. I don't know. I feel like they're getting themselves into the opposite of Anaheim, where they're gonna allow. They might allow more goals, but can outscore their opponents. So. They got offensive yeah. firepower, so. And we'll see. We'll see what the what the Russian defector has to to bring back to them. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna. Uh, it's probably gonna end up being one of the biggest stories of the year. Either way, he's either gonna be really good or he's gonna not be as good. Yeah, and I don't. I don't think that this is gonna happen. But if he crashes and burns, then it's all. Then it's like over. Yeah. I mean, that's he's already project, projected to be their first line left wing. So, like I said, I think they may get a good year or two out of him. Similarly to, um, damn it, um, like Radulov, like him coming back was big. Um, I think that Kovalchuk is still a good player. Like, he still put up points in the KHL. But, like, if he doesn't. If for some reason he can't get this American game back, they uh, they could be in some trouble. Yeah, I'd be a lot more worried about it if he didn't play over here before. But I, it's still def, it's still a definite possibility that he doesn't get the game back like he used to. I mean, because we've had text message conversations about him, and he could have been, if he would have stayed scoring at the level that he was when he left, he could be one of the best players that we've ever seen. But. <laughs> Yeah, you know, but he's not. <laughs> but he's not. He gave it all away. All right. Um, so who we got? Who we got next? Uh, next up is Calgary. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I I like Calgary's team a lot. I do too. I think that they've had a great off season. Yeah, for sure. I think that they're really really turning it around. Um, I really do think that they got the better of the the Hannafin um Hamilton trade. Like I think that Yeah. Like they're they're probably gonna be like about equal of players. Um obviously Hamilton's got a little more experience. He he scores some more points. Um but I mean Hannafin's been on the up and up every year that he's been in the league. Um, and he's been playing for a couple years now. I think he's got a lot of potential, and he's younger. So I think it's a good move for them. Even if he doesn't score as, as many as Hamilton, it was still a good trade for them because he's still on the up and up. Um, and I think, like, Lindholm for for Furland was like, really? I mean, <laughs> that that was a really good for, for the um, for the Flames. I really, I really like that. And they signed James Neal. I mean... Well, and they were able to lure Derek Ryan in free agency from Carolina. So, oh yeah. So now they have a good third line center, along with everything else that they stole. 
So I yeah, I really like the move. I think I don't want, I want to look at this from Calgary's point of view, but I just don't know what Carolina's plan is. Really. But that's not the point of this. Um, yeah, I could go on and on about that. Though. Yeah, we'll get remember. we'll get to the metro <laughs> and we'll talk shit on all the teams from the metro when the time comes. Yeah. But uh, dude, I mean they um I love this defense. I mean, that's so good. I mean, Giordano, they, dude, they their defense is awesome. They're another team with a really good de- defense and who can score. Um, I've always liked their top line. I thought it was like their depth that um, really was the problem. But now, like being able to have like someone else play up with Sean Monahan and Johnny Gredo- Johnny Gaudreau and like James Neal. Um, and then again, getting Lindholm and it, dude, if, uh, and then if their guys like for Chuck, I mean, if they, they could do it, um, they could definitely, um, I, I definitely think they're back into the playoffs. Yeah. So do I, I think that the only, the biggest question that I had for them next year is, did they, did they sign a backup? Thanks. I yes. Uh, I just did looking they? at it. Give me a second. John Gillies. <laughs> no, that was their one from last year. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think that he got extended. Oh, well. So they didn't sign know. a new backup then. Yeah, they didn't sign a new backup. The only yeah, the only question that I had was their goaltending after Mike Smith cuz Mike Smith was good for him. And I think that, you know, if he had a backup that was able to win some games, then they probably would have done it this year. They would have been back in the playoffs this year. Yeah. I do worry about the goaltending, but I think they're... Um, I definitely think their forwards got upgraded. I think their defense is at least the same, and they got a good guy for the long term. And some of these younger guys are going to keep getting better. Like uh, like they do have like Jankowski, and that's how you say his name. <laughs> And a couple of, I don't know, I like the Flames' chances, man. I just think something didn't click this year. But um. Yeah, I think, I like them too. I think that if they can get Sean Monaghan on that next level to definitely go with Goudreau, I mean, because Goudreau's point of game player and Monaghan's probably about like 60, 65 points. If they can get him up into that like 70, 75, he doesn't have to be point per game. Um, I think they get him on a new level of playing Kind of like what Couturier did this year. Just hit that next level. They're going to be dangerous. And then that's not even if they didn't add Neil and Lindholm and stuff. I think that they would have been dangerous if they would have just done that alone. Then adding Neil and Lindholm and all these other guys to just round out that offense. I think it's going to be it's going to be really good. Yeah, I think that again, they could have been better this year. Something didn't something didn't click. But you're right. I. If anything's their downfall, it is the it is the goaltender. I like Mike Smith. I think he's a good goaltender. Um, I think that he can do it for them. I just don't know that he's at this point in his career. If he's the goalie that is ready to play majority of the season, I think he's good for like sixty games. But then he needs someone behind him that can you know do well. Yeah. And you know, steal some like they need. They need like their like Arundel in San Jose or Ryan Miller or whatever. 
they need someone who can back him up that can you know really put in his part and you know get some wins yeah and i oh yeah i forgot about riddich because he he started or he started 16 games and he got eight wins he wasn't bad i don't know i didn't see him on like their depth chart though so i don't know that they stayed with him maybe they let him go hmm but not gonna lie, I don't know much about their backup goalie. No, he's an RFA right now. So I'd assume that I mean he was the best one that, that he was the best backup goalie that they had. So I'd assume that they'd probably they'll probably strike a deal to get him back and you know, maybe this is for nothing, but and they'll have a good tandem there. I think if there's any weakness on this team now it's just goaltending. Yeah. I, I know I'm saying I think Calgary's a playoff team. Yeah, I think they'll do it. I think they're moving up. It's just about who are they trying to kick out. All right, so now we got Edmonton. Edmonton has to be better. They just have to be. Like, there's no, I don't know. I don't know that they got to do something. I mean, they have McDavid, which is a pro by himself, and then they have Dreisaitl. I mean, great first and second line centers. I don't, I still I don't know how they like fell apart that bad this year, dude. I don't know. I mean, you'd think they wouldn't be, but I wouldn't be surprised if the same thing happens again. I think that they have like a one-two punch, like the Penguins do on, as centers, but like they do not have nearly like the depth or put the right players next to them like they like like the Penguins have and. I mean, that's what happens. Drysdale doesn't even get to play as a second line center. They have to put him in the wing next to McDavid, or like no, nothing gets done. Yeah, nothing gets done. They don't. They don't have players who can keep up with McDavid. He's doing it all on his all on his own. Yeah, I think that if Kyler Yamamoto can make this team, I thought he. I honestly can't believe he didn't make it last year, but they nine gamed him and then sent him back down to junior. I think that'll help because I think that he, just based on skill, is probably going to win that wing, that left wing uh, job from Lucic, I guess. Which, and that's another that's another thing. Like, I don't like him, but I don't think that he's as bad as he was this past year. Who, Lucic? Yeah, because I think he only scored 12 goals or something like that, and he's probably normally, like, at least... Now, yeah, 10 goals, and he's normally, like, at least a 20-goal scorer. Well, I mean, Pat Maroon, like, took his spot. Yeah, but Pat Maroon had less points than Lucic did. Yeah, I know, because Milan Lucic, I hate him too, but he's a better player. But I just mean, he wasn't, Lucic wasn't even in the position he usually is to do what he usually does. Because he was getting beat out to, like, Pat Maroon. Yeah, no, I get that. I don't know. I think if Lucic can be better, and I'm not, I don't think that he gets back up to 60 points, but if he can be 40, 50, maybe, it's better. I don't necessarily see it, but one thing that I do see is I think Nugent Hopkins is going to do good things next year. Um, I don't like to talk about like the what ifs or whatever, but Nugent Hopkins would have put up career numbers if he played 82 games this year. 
He tied his career high in goals in 20 less games. So if anything translates to next year, I think that he should definitely break the 50-point plateau, if not the 60-point plateau. And that's something that they need. I mean, because there's there's like two major drop-offs at the top of this scoring list, and then it really falls off the map. I mean, because you have McDavid at 108 points, and then there's an expected drop-off because it's unlikely that you have two guys score 100 points. But there's a 38-point difference between McDavid and Dreisaitl. And then Dreisaitl at 70, there's another 22-point difference between him and third place, which is Nugent Hopkins at 48. Yeah. I mean, I think the Nuge, if, if, if him and McDavid can get a groove um, and they, they just switch him to a winger, I think that would be good for all parties involved. Honestly, he's probably the one who they need to they need to do that. He needs to like be that guy. I like the yeah. Nuge. I do. Yeah, um, I like him. The one thing that they're missing too though is um I mean they don't they don't have like a power play defenseman. I mean Oh yeah, I know they don't. That like if you look at their defense because it like is always like usually atrocious, but you look at it, you're like, it's not that bad. They've got like character players, just no one, no one's that dude. Like no one's the stud. Like you know what I mean? They don't right. have a quarterback for that for that power play. Um, yeah. Because like Andre Sakara isn't your like ideal. Like you want someone, you know, no no disrespect to the dude, but like you want yeah. you want a better power play defenseman. Um, and then, like I said, I just worry about their depth. I mean, you're right. Like, um, you know, like Yamamoto could come up. That would be that would be clutch for them. Um, and if Puljujarvi decides to yeah be to, worth, to show up, they also yeah. got Reader. He could work out for yeah. them. I mean, that's another thing. I mean, the team looks like it's kind of deep too, but like not really. It's like, and, and maybe it's maybe it's just a coaching thing. I don't want to blame their coach. I don't know much about it, but like. He's got to make these lines work. Like he's got to like he's got to like put someone. <laughs> like I always make this joke that like Sid is like captain and coach of his own team, and he like decides that shit. That's like probably what McDavid's gonna have to do eventually. He's gonna be like, no, like you're putting this motherfucker next to me. And I'm gonna tell him exactly yeah. what the fuck to do, and I'm gonna put it on his stick every time. And yeah, then like well, that's what they need. <laughs> and he's gonna decipher. He's gonna be like, that's my boy. I want him. Um, dude, I don't know. I just, I feel like it's so funny because they, it's a shit show when they're like, yeah, we need another scoring winger. It's like Connor McDavid looked like he could cry when Taylor Hall won the heart this year. Yeah. It's and like, then God they just traded Eberly last year. <laughs> For a bad trade. Oh man. Yeah. Strom's going to be their third line center. I mean, I know? guess, or I mean, he can play the wing too, but. I don't know. He needs. He, wasn't he that has guy, a lot though. to. Yeah, he either. I no. I don't know. I didn't like the trade from the beginning. I said at first that they traded for similar players, just one was worse than the other, and the worst one wasn't Jordan Eberle. So. Yeah. Um. And I mean, I get their mindset. I mean, Strom played next to Tavares, so they're like, he's that guy who like. Is going to be talented, more talented next to like a really talented guy, and it's like not translating. I still think they had more. I of guess. A, I do think Everly's better too, but I just I see what they were like. 
well, if he could play next to him and it works, but it wasn't really working on the island either. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I see what they were doing. I didn't like it, though. I didn't like it. I, I don't get them. I, I don't get the aisle. I mean, the um the Oilers, what they're what they're going for at times. Yeah, I I don't know. I think this would be. I feel like I don't personally like their their coach, and I don't really. And I mean, no one is a big fan of Peter Chiarelli. He's the worst. Yeah, so I think <laughs> that it would almost be beneficial for them to be bad again because I feel like it means that they're both getting fired. I think that is in the best interest for for them. I don't know how that dude still has a job. And we I guess we can't take the whole episode just talking shit on him, but I could. Oh, we could. <laughs> I could. But we're not going yeah, to. We're not going to, but I absolutely could. Forget that. Um, and then again, they don't have their power play guy. We question the depth. If their prospects could do it, they, they may have a... I mean, they're definitely going to have offense. They definitely can be scary. They're going to have threats, but... Another thing is, like, I love Talbot, but he's not doing another 70-game fucking season. I mean, that's not... I don't think that's realistic, and they don't have a backup either. I think, though, yeah. I don't think the Oilers well, they are going to be better, dude. I really They don't. might have a backup, but he's kind of unproven because they signed... Um, didn't they sign that guy that came over from the KHL? I don't know. Uh, what the hell is his name? Koskinen? Was that his name? I don't know. That's who it says their backup goalie. That's what I mean. Yeah. Who, who's their backup goalie? I couldn't name their backup goalie from this year or the year before. Well, last year it was Al Montoya or Laurent Brossois, but he's been in their system for a while. But yeah, Koskinen is supposed to be, he's from the KHL, I think, and is supposed to, or yeah, from the KHL and is supposed to be good. I mean, he has good numbers, but I don't know. Not every KHL player is meant to play in the NHL, so. Yeah. I'm not going to give them a pass on, you know, having a backup when they might not. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm just saying, I, I really don't, it doesn't look like it's getting much better for them. I still think that they'll probably be fun to watch. I'll, I'll watch Connor McDavid, but. Yeah. I mean, it's it doesn't. I don't see a lot of hope until they, they figure out what this they're going to do with this mess. All I can really say is that they have to be better. <laughs> I don't know that they will be better. But they need to do something. I remember even telling Brad when we were drafting for fantasy to definitely draft Cam Talbot because I'm like, Edmonton's going to win games this year. Because they should have. They should yeah, have. Yeah, yeah. But then you see it in practical application, and it wasn't there. Yeah. Well, sucks to suck, I guess. Yeah. So, And they're a team who's definitely going to have to score more goals than their opponent. Like, Oh, yeah, they're going to have to win, like, fucking 7-5, to five, like, every game. Yeah. So, but I mean, dude, Connor McDavid is... He could he could just like get have like a crazy like hasn't been happened in like twenty years type of season that kid honestly he yeah. could go off at any given moment like <laughs> yeah if there's anybody who can pull off the hundred and twenty points in a season it's McDavid at this point yeah because I Kane's not going to do it again I 
I don't think that Sid had. Oh no, never. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> You're gonna jinx it. Because I'm. <laughs> I don't think that anybody but McDavid can put up a hundred. Well, wait, no. No, well, and yeah, I don't know that Kucherov or Giroud puts up a hundred again. So I'll stand by that. I don't think anybody puts up a hundred again, besides McDavid. Who knows? Who knows who's going to? I don't know. I didn't expect Giroud to put up. 90 so i mean i wouldn't be surprised if like john tavares gives everyone the big like now i'm in toronto i have players i guess that i mean that could happen i could see it or or he gets embarrassed and austin matthews doesn't takes his job back (laughs) but i see what you're saying i don't think anyone's there and like 120 130 plus like like i said Uh, i don't know yeah i don't think Honestly, I think we're getting to that point. I'm not going to say it's never going to happen, but I think 100 and what McDavid had 108 this year. Is that what it was? Yeah, I'm saying probably from now on like 115 is probably like unobtainable. Hmm. It's getting to that point. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to call that he has like a fuck like but I'm just saying if anyone is gonna do it i could see him like going off yeah doing something insane like i said that we haven't seen in a while we're just like whoa and then they won't make the playoff <laughs> yeah i know he'll, he'll have to set, settle for ted Lindsay awards because no one will give him the heart because he didn't make the playoffs <laughs> yeah and all his former teammates <laughs> yeah yeah everly is gonna win the heart next year I would, that, would, that would make my day. I, like, hope Jordan Everly puts up, like, 90 points this year. That would make my so. day. <laughs> Every, hey, everybody on Long Island's hoping so, too. So <laughs> They're going to need it. But, again, that's a whole nother day. Yeah, that's a whole nother that's day. That's another day. Where are we at now? We're, we're moving to the bottom of the list, right? Yeah, we're at Vancouver. Okay. Vancouver, I don't know. I don't have a whole lot to say about Vancouver. I think that they're they're working through this rebuild. I think that they're doing the right thing. I think that they'll probably stay about the same because I don't think that their goaltending is new, good enough unless Thatcher Demko comes through. But I still think that he's probably the backup at best this year and then next year is his time to shine. But at the same time, they could be better. Because Elias Pedersen could win a job, Jonathan Dolan could win a job, and Ole Ulevi could win a job. And they have Besser. So, I like pretty much agree with everything that you just said, but I don't think they're going to take a step forward. I think all those guys could win a job and could be good, but I still think that, I think that they should stay the course do the proper rebuild. You don't need a tank and like, but you don't need to. You don't need to go nuts. Don't don't panic. And I think that they could like not be that far off. They take another year. You know, they have fun watching Besser and some of these other guys that could become up. They try to forget about how bad some of their other prospects had turned out for them, and like, and they uh, and they just move move forward. I mean, and who would? Who would expect that that the year after they're, you know, like 
20 year twin captains like left that they would you know do anything like i if i was a fan in vancouver i would have low expectations and try not to be disappointed because like some of these guys could work out and it can it can get better like on the sooner end but i'm i'm putting them in the basement i don't think that yeah i don't think that they're better than because the next the very next team we're going to talk about is who was in the basement right and i think they got better so I think that they that's, got better. That just is. That just kind of is what it is. So I, I would have, I have hope for them in the future, like more than. I'm just saying. I feel like they've been in denial about this decline for a while, and now I think they fully get it. So I think that there's definitely like hope, um, yeah, for them. Just not this year. I'm sorry. Like I said, I I put them at the at the bottom. Yeah. No. So do I. I think that they're. They're probably last next year, at least in the Pacific. Um, I don't think that they'll be last in the league because Ottawa exists. But I think that they're probably last in the Pacific. They're going to get a lot of good play from younger guys. And like I said, if Demko can come in and be the backup and transition to the starter in a year, then I think that's a good thing. Um, Another year of... Brock Besser being amazing. Yeah. I I think it's if you're a fan, I don't want to say of waiting, but of what your team really has, I think Vancouver isn't going to disappoint. I mean, they're not going to be good, but there's going to be players on this team that are good. Yeah. Yeah, no. Again, it's not going to be like it's the like most pathetic team in the world to to watch. Absolutely not. And if I was them, I'd hope some of their older guys have like a like a good season, take another couple more picks, and like I said, and you'll be you'll be rocking and rolling soon enough. Um, but I'm just saying, if like Edler has almost like 30 points at the deadline, and they can actually get a decent pick for dude, I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm. I'm just saying they. There's definitely things to be excited about, but they're, you know, just stay the course. Don't, don't, yeah, just stay where you're going. <laughs> yeah, I think this will be the year that, you know, that transition year where they can start trading off the veterans like Edler. I don't want to say, maybe like a Sam Gagne has value to someone because I mean he put 30 points up for Vancouver last year, but he's also not that old. Yeah. I mean, by God, if you get someone to take Louis Erickson, which won't happen, but, you know. Yeah. Make sure it's known that he's available, so. Yeah, and and, I mean, another thing is, like, I don't think they're in the position where they have to destroy the team, though. Like, that's kind of already happened. Like, that's what I mean, too, where it's like, stay the course. Like, get off some of your other guys. Don't bug out. Don't go after any more free agents. Don't try to make a big trade. Just if you can get rid of Louis Erickson and like Edler and you can get something decent in return for them, do it. But like keep Bo Horvat. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like keep, keep Bo Horvat. Yeah. Keep your dudes who are good. And, and you know, you're, you'll be right. You'll be right back. Yeah. I think that it's Vancouver. I don't really worry about too much because I think that they're, they're start. They're definitely starting to do the right things. Um, I mean, having, you know, a steal, of a pick in Brock Besser to kind of lead the way and almost score 30 goals in his rookie year. I mean, it's it's insane. And he's hurt? Yeah, no. That boy yeah. can, that boy knows how to score goals. 
Yeah. So I think that they're going to be fine. It's just not going to be next year. I think that's really pretty much it, right? All you, I think it's all you really can say. It's just one of those things that has to happen. So, And it's yeah. better to do it right than try to rush it. So, Yeah. All right. So the last team is Arizona. I want to call that they're going to be back in the playoffs, but I don't know. I think that they'll compete for wild, a wild card spot. I don't know necessarily if that's going to put them in the playoffs, but them alone being 17-9-3 in their last 29 games, I mean, it was just a completely different team than the team that started at, what, 1-20 or whatever they started at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Like, if they just did, like, 10-10, and 10, they're, they're not in the basement, you know? Yeah. So I would say that they're definitely better. I like They're definitely their- better. Yeah, I like Galchenya. I think that was a really good that was a good trade. You did what you had to do. Keller proved he's a good player. Um you picked up depth guys like Michael Grabner. Hopefully Dylan Strom gets his I've been rooting for this poor kid. Oh my goodness. This dude better like turn yeah. it up this year. Um they got other younger guys like Kraus, like they their defense is sick. I love it. Ekman like Larson, Demir's Jomerson, Chikrin, if that's how you say his name. Chikrin, yeah. Chikrin. Yeah, no, I, I love their D. I think it's great. They got defenders who can score. They got, they can play D. They, they've got a good um, – they're starting to get the players for, like, the – again, like, the depth and the top. And it's just, like, if they could break this curse, that's what it is. I feel like they're cursed. I feel like every year I'm like, oh, that's it. Like, they proved it in the last – 20 games this year that they could do it or this one player looked like he could carry the whole team on his back and he's going to be the next Wayne Gretzky or something happens every year and then every year they're they're back but like I I don't have enough faith to say that they'd be in the playoffs but I I don't think they're in the basement I think they're hopping a couple of these teams yeah I think so I think the only problem that I have with their team is Will Michael Grabner fit in? Because there was definitely two different Michael Grabners. There was one that played for the Rangers, and then there was one that played for the Devils last year. (laughs) Yeah. So if the one from the Rangers is the one that's going to Arizona, then I think it's a good... Either way, I think he's still a good penalty kill guy. So even if he doesn't score like he did with the Rangers... I mean, if the guy could just score on a breakaway, because he gets 90 of them a year. Yeah. So if he could just score on the breakaway, he scores like 50 goals. So Yeah, he's quick. He's quick. And I don't know if he's going to have all those goals. And for him to get as many empty net goals, it's going to require Arizona to be winning a lot of games. So yeah. <laughs> who knows? Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, he could end up on their fourth line. Like, that's what I mean. Like, they've got, they've got players. They have a lot of potential. That, like, if these dudes could turn it up, like, I think Perlini seemed like he was going to be, what's up? Again, Dylan Strom, I heard nothing but good things about, and he just can't get it together. Yeah, he took steps last year. He wasn't, he looked like he was starting to get it towards the end. Yeah. I think that he is, he just needs to solidify and show that he's going to be a regular. He doesn't have to be the first line center that they thought he was going to be. Just be solid just be a solid player for him and that's the only other thing that i had was besides grab does grabner actually fit in with their team 
is that I think that they're still missing that true center because I still think that they like Keller more on the wing. And I like Derek. I I like Derek Stepan now that he doesn't play for the Rangers. So <laughs> I don't like him a whole lot. I think he's better as a number two than a first line center. Yeah. But he definitely can get the job done. I mean, he can definitely put up, I'd say, anywhere from 50 to 60 points. Um, and if he is not hindering Keller, then I don't think it's a, an issue. I don't think that they have enough to go from 70 to 96, but I think that they're definitely breaking into the 80s at least. Yeah, I, I they could they could get up there. They could definitely get up there. And they, they got another good center. They got another good center who puts up about the same as amount of points as Stepan. So, like, at, at any given moment, if one of them goes cold, maybe Galchenia, this is the time. Maybe this is time, you know? Um, I yeah. don't like the way Montreal used him. I really don't think a lot of it was his fault. Now, is he, like, a first-line center? Like, I don't know. I don't know if he's ever going to put up 80 points, you know? But um, I, again, another day, but that Montreal situation is a shit show. Um, so I, um, I think that this team can be getting it together real soon, can be excited about it. Just, um, damn it, Arizona, they prove me, they prove me wrong every year. So <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I like Galchenyuk. I think that it could be better for him just moving to a place that like actually wants him because it was pretty obvious that pretty much all of last season, if not some of the season before that, that Montreal was looking to get rid of him. I think that, in Montreal at least, he was better as a winger because he wasn't a true center, but he says that he wants to be a center. So if he can work on his game and be that center, I think it's a good thing for Arizona. Dude, and another thing too is I think a lot of these a lot of their problem, like, yeah, there's been somewhat of a lack of talent, but they've had good players. I think some of it is, I heard someone say it, and I always think it's stupid. Maybe it is, like, the culture. Like, there's a lot of intangibles and things, like, that go on that, like, we don't know about. But maybe there's something with Arizona because, again, they should have been taking steps forward, and instead they were taking steps backward. But what I will say is I think it's a good opportunity. Again, I don't know the dude as a person. He could be a leader in that locker room. He could be like, hey, listen, like, I just went from, like, being in one of the toughest markets for this sport, period, like, you know what I mean, to, yeah. like, the easiest, like, these fans. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he, he's right. probably, like, you guys don't know, like, how good you have it, and you should, like, start, like, being better. Like... <laughs> Like, this is unacceptable everywhere else. And maybe, maybe, you know, I mean. Yeah, I do fear. The biggest thing I fear about Arizona is that they just bred too much of a culture of losing. I do feel like that can be broken. Like, I don't think that's a forever thing. I think it could hurt teams for a long time, especially if they don't have the right guys in their locker room. It kind of could be like a bad cycle of players who were grown in that culture turn the next young guys into the same players that grew up in that culture to turning and turning it takes one one era i guess not i don't want to say era but one set of new players to break that to you know get the team on a new a new leaf or whatever you want to say and they've been trying their damnedest 
I mean, they're bringing in players yeah. from all other teams with like winning experience. Like, you know what I mean? Like they, right. they, they. I think that they're doing good things. They, it's really the thing that's hurting them is when are their guys that they've drafted besides Keller, but like guys that are supposed to be good that haven't showed it, like Strom, like well they didn't draft Lawson Kraus, but you know they Maybe traded well for him to yeah, yeah they traded for him and he was supposed to be good. Um, you know when are these guys going to come through? And, you know, really make a difference. Yeah. And, I mean, dude, it could be as simple as that. I mean, there just may not be a lot of accountability. Like, I'm not trying to be, like, they don't have as many fans. Like, you know what I mean? Like, at some point it may feel like, what are you doing it for? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's a job. So, I mean, they obviously want their money. But, I mean, there's probably nothing, there's probably nothing like playing in a place like Toronto. Well, actually, they can be mean. Like, well, their media sucks, but yeah, I mean, you know what I mean, though. Like, they, where people like they they want it, they like want it, and I think that they could get a bigger fan base too. I thought that they were starting to after Domi and Duclair had that good year. I thought they were going to turn it around, but um, I'm not blaming the fans either. I mean, it could be coaching, it could be something, but somewhere along the line, someone like wasn't like like someone didn't get their acts together when they when they like should have but but they're on the up and up and they have um they have what's his name out of their lineup now um zach ronaldo (laughs) i think they they've gotten enough players that he doesn't have to play on their on their roster anymore (laughs) or he shouldn't anyway yeah i don't know i i do think i think that hockey can work in the desert i think that Arizona is moving. I mean, I've said this before, but I think Arizona is moving in the right direction. Are you listening, Arizona? Like, <laughs> you're you're doing good things. At least I believe. I don't know anything, and I I don't know that I could do it better. But I feel like you're doing good things. I think Auntie Ronta is a good goalie. I didn't expect him to be, but that was more because I didn't know if I trusted the team in front of him. If Antiranta puts up the numbers that he put up on Arizona on a winning team, he's up there for the Vesna. So, yeah. But yeah. So, do you want to make a quick prediction of where we think they're gonna place? Um. Yeah. Yeah, I'm about that. Let me uh, just take a look at this list one more time. Just want to make sure I have it right. Why don't we just go down the list? We'll each say who we think our first place team is and then second place third place we don't have to list all mine and all yours at one time all right i have mine i think that they're pretty bold i will say that i will say i could be wrong it requires a couple teams moving a bit actually not really just one team let me see i think i'm good all right so for my first i have vegas winning it again Mm. i I don't, I can't see them not. The only team I could see them really competing with for the top spot is San Jose. Other than that, I think everybody else is behind them. I mean, it heavily depends on Marc-Andre Fleury. If he has the same year or comparable, I think that I think that they're the leader in that division right now. I think we're going in a different direction on this one. Like okay. I said, this is pretty bold. This team would have to be a lot, lot better than last year. I think they will be. I put Calgary. 
I really think they're going to step it up. I really do. Okay. Um, I could say I could see Vegas doing it again. I don't think that that's out of the realm of um, of possibility. Like if they don't, if the team I want doesn't do it, then they might. But um, I really think that I don't know how that team could be bad this year. It would really be a shame if they're not. <laughs> yeah, I can. I could see Calgary. I could see it. And it looked like they were. That's a thing too. They're not. They haven't been there. It seems like, but a couple of years ago, they were like right there. They were like ready to get up and take that spot and something went awry and and now they're i think they could do it yeah i could see it and then i guess i'll just say my second because it doesn't yeah, matter for you because i'm gonna i'm gonna say vegas second okay like i said i think they take a a step back that's it <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. not not very far I think that some of their players aren't going to score as many points, but you're right. If Flory puts up another good season, they are, you know, they're golden, and they've still got guys who, again, who are gonna, who are gonna rock and roll for them. And they're not afraid to make a trade. A new team, <laughs> they don't care. Yeah, they'll, they'll fucking get you. And I mean, they're getting guys like Paul Stats in free agency. People probably want to play there now. It's probably really exciting. Yeah, I think a lot of guys want to play there. I think that they. A big misstep for Florida was firing Gerard Gallant because everybody seems <laughs> to like him and people want to play for him. So, yeah. Um, my second, I put San Jose. I think that they're going to be one of those teams that takes advantage of Anaheim's missteps. I think a lot of my concerns with their team aren't going to be an issue. I think that Joe Thornton will have a good year. I think that Evander Kane can definitely contribute what he's supposed to to this team. Um, And I think that Martin Jones can come back and, you know, be a good starter. Um, And I think that especially having Dell as the backup doesn't hurt because I think that if he can come back and have a good year, then it's not all on the shoulders of Martin Jones. Yeah, he's a good backup. You almost convinced me to change mine right there. That was good. <laughs> that was good. For, yeah. for It was hard because <laughs> my third, I put Calgary okay. as third. I think Calgary makes it back into the playoffs. I think that they definitely have the offensive power for it. Their defense is solid. I mean, one of the best, at least, I mean, one of the best in the league. I don't. It's not up there with Nashville's yet or probably still behind Winnipeg. But I think that adding Hannafin and adding uh, Lindholm on top of adding James Neal, I mean, I just don't... I don't see how they could be not back in the playoffs. All right, so third, I actually put the Kings. I don't know why, man. I just got this feeling like they are not... They're going to, like, just try it again. And they're, like, not going to say die. And then, you know, I'll be really negative and they'll suck for, like, the next 10 years. But I just got that feeling that they're going to, like, give it, like, try to give it one last shot. But that's what I mean. When you were talking about the Sharks, though, like I said, I was half tempted to switch it. Because you're right. I mean, I should be more optimistic about them. But, like I said, I just got this feeling. And, uh, and you know, it, it's really, again, dependent upon just, they're staying healthy. Like, again, they're one injury away from disaster. 
But if it if it goes, it's gonna go. I think that top line is probably gonna be dangerous. I hate Kovalchuk with a fiery passion. But I think he'll be alright this year. Yeah. I think I think we'll be alright. Alright, who you got for number four? I got I got the sharks there. I could just parrot everything that you said. They're like definitely not bad enough to not be in the playoffs. Um, things could work out really well for them. It's just will it. That was like my main yeah. thing. I had a feeling that everything would click right for the Kings and may not for the Sharks, but they're in the same position. If everything clicks right, that's it. So I they they're like in, almost interchangeable in my book. Just it's scary in the Pacific because that spot isn't exactly interchangeable because that's not a guaranteed wild card spot. So <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I had L.A. in mind. Okay. So, in my first wild card spot, I had L.A. I think the only reason that they fall, or they I, they really do the same because they were in the first wild card spot this year, is I don't think that Dustin Brown has another 60-point season. And I'm not going to say Kopitar won't have another 90-point season because he likely isn't going to play with Brown because they'll have Kowalchuk. So. Yeah. They're adding, I think that it'll regulate itself. And I would even say that even though they're two and four, but I think that San Jose and LA could be interchangeable in my list too. I could see LA being second and I can see San Jose being in the wild card. And I just think that San Jose has the more solid team right now. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a fair assumption. I like pray that Drew Doughty talks shit about a team again though. Oh my god, that was the best thing. <laughs> yeah, I love Vegas for putting that on their ice, especially after they got swept. That was hilarious. That was the greatest thing ever. Yeah, I hope that exact same thing happens again. <laughs> oh man, that was the greatest. Alright, so for number five, I have Arizona. Alright. I think Arizona is going to do better. I mean, because... I look at it in perspective this way. To be number five last year, they had they would have had to put up 84 points. Really? That's yeah. kind of low. Yeah, well, because Calgary just misstepped towards the end. Yeah. I mean, they were 2-8-0 in their last 10 games. They, they probably would have been closer to 90. And not that that happens, but I think that other teams – that are now behind them, that were ahead of them, are going to misstep a little bit. I, I think that they... Oh, no, wait, did I skip one? You said the fifth spot. Oh, I did. God damn it. I... Damn it, I fucking forgot to say Anaheim. That's okay. So you have Anaheim at five? I have Anaheim at five. Because I have Anaheim at five, too. I think they're on the outside looking in. Yeah, I think... Look, fighting for that much second wild card spot, that'll probably go to the other conference. Yeah, I I was sitting there looking at like the standings from last year, and I'm like, wait, why is who am I not putting in this top five that should have been there? Because the only two teams that I was like accounting for were Edmonton and uh, Vancouver, and I'm like, I have to be forgetting someone. But yeah, Anaheim I have at number five. Um, I don't think that Arizona will be better than Anaheim, but if Anaheim can't score, I just don't think that they're keeping the puck out of the net is feasible to be as successful as they were last year. I think that they're going to have to score more. Um, Their power play is going to have to get better. 
Which I don't foresee it doing, honestly. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think that there's a lot more question marks with Anaheim than I anybody ahead of them. I yeah. think that at least, you know, the thing with why I can't put them in front of L.A. is because at least L.A. is top-heavy. They have, you know, abundant offensive skill. They'll have a healthy Jeff Carter to where they're Anaheim's still probably going to be missing Ryan Kessler for at least part of the year. If they had Ryan Kessler and, you know, they can afford to put Adam Henrique on the third-line center or on one of the wings, I'd probably put him in the playoffs, but... They're already talking about Kessler maybe missing the whole year. I I don't know. Yeah. I I have little faith in their top line anymore except for Raquel. Yeah. Someone has to take Corey Perry's job, and you're right. Without a second-line center. I mean, Henrique is a good center. He could play the second-line center, but, like, their team's a lot deeper if he's playing on the third. Or, like you said, when somebody, when somebody blows it, put him on the wing. He can help their power play and their penalty kill, but it's not its not the same. Right. Right, since we already know who I have at number six, who do you have? <laughs> number six, I have Edmonton. Okay. Staying exactly as they are. I thought about putting Arizona above them, but, like, you're right. Like, they have to be better. Like, I don't understand. Like, yeah. I can't in good conscience, looking at those rosters, put Arizona ahead of Edmonton. Like, I, it's... It it doesn't feel like it should be allowed. Yeah, exactly. It's like it feels like I'm, I'm like purposefully trying to be a dick. <laughs> but I I don't have a lot of faith. Edmonton is going to hop any of these teams, and they're just too good. They their their top players are too good to be hopped by a team like Arizona. But I I really hope Arizona makes me eat that statement. I would appreciate yeah. it. I would enjoy it. But I don't know how. You know I don't know how a team with Connor McDavid ends up in the basement. I really don't. And 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 Drysital and again the other guys that we talked about like it's it, there's too much talent there to be yeah that any lower. Yeah, no, I agree. It was, it was, it was really a toss up. I just believe that if Arizona can get out to a just a better start than they had, like they had, they they should be better than last year. I don't think it's possible for them to do back to back zero and twenties or whatever. Yeah, that was insane too, and it's really hard to to come back from something like that. Yeah. So, so I yeah. I, I just so. think that if they can muster up that good second half again and get to a better start, I think that they'll they'll have some some more points. That's the only reason why I can put Arizona over Edmonton. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Um Yeah, so then it's seven I have Arizona. Okay. We just talked about them. Yeah, I, I have Edmonton. You have Edmonton. So. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so we just talked about them. So we're just swapped there and then the seller is Vancouver. Vancouver. I mean, I think it's short-lived. I think that they could be better year after next. Top three um, pick would be sweet. Yeah. if Especially, like, if they can win that lottery and they can get Jack Hughes because he's supposed to be the real deal, number one center. And first overall, I mean, he's already the consensus first overall pick, and he hasn't been injured, so there, there's no Nolan Patrick. Nolan Patrick symptoms yet, so 
but that would help them out enormous. I don't know a whole lot about like who's top three. I know Jack Hughes is consensus number one, but adding another top three pick, top five pick, regardless, I think helps them out. So yeah, you pick up a couple of depth picks and pray yeah. that pray that you get lucky on a later round pick from one of the past few years and. Or that like Jake Vertanen finally like is better than a fourth liner or something, and you're you're yeah. like in good shape, you know. So I also don't know a lot about their prospects, honestly, like their defensive prospects at least. Yeah, I know you Levy is supposed to be good. They're waiting on him to be good. I, what I always read is that it could be this year or it couldn't. I don't know. It's not. It wouldn't surprise anybody if it's this year. But if it's not, it's not surprising anybody either. So, yeah. But I think that they're the basement team. Well, the basement team in the Pacific. I like I said, Ottawa exists, so they're not last in the league. Yeah. But I think that they're they're putting together a good team. They got a goalie who you know looks like he's gonna be a stud. You know, had good numbers in I think in college because I think he's American. Um, had good numbers in college, had good numbers in the AHL for, I think, the past... I think feel like he's been in the AHL the past two years, but Vancouver hasn't been good enough to warrant bringing him up to start yet. So he's done his seasoning. I think that he probably wins the backup job at least. And fuck it. I mean, we just said, you know what I mean, where we think they're going to be, and they probably know that too, so let the kids play. Yeah, I mean, besides the what I'll say is this is that besides Arizona, I feel like Vancouver could be another surprise team. I don't think that they make the playoffs, just like I don't think Arizona makes the playoffs. But it wouldn't surprise me if they're not last at the same time, based on like what I can see. It that's just what it looks like. Their goaltending, I just don't think is good enough, and I don't think that Demko's ready to put the team on his back yet. It's probably better to you know let him get limited starts um and be a true backup and then you know next year he or the year after next he starts taking over more starts until he's ready to go or until you have to lean on him you know well and i think that goalies always get sheltered a little bit and they start their careers a little bit later yeah and who knows i mean if that's the right or wrong thing to do i didn't say who knows because all for all i know Demko could come out of the gate, get five shutouts in his first five starts. I don't know. And then he wins the job and he's ready. Or well, he's I mean, that, that always could happen. So yeah. I didn't mean to take a shot at you like that. I just No, 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 like, no. I just meant, like, I don't know what's going to happen either. It's like, you know, I think that he probably should be sheltered just because I don't know that you can trust the team in front of him as yeah. much. So it's better to not, you know hang him out to the dogs and, you know, let him get eaten alive. But, you know, for all you know, maybe he is what the team needs and he puts he puts up good numbers and makes them make a choice to whether or not to play him more or not. Yeah. Alright. Well I think that was I think that was a productive review or pre preview of next season for the Pacific Division. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah, that's that's gonna happen. Go put your bets down. <laughs> but, hey, we can uh, bet on hockey now. That's true. We can bet on hockey now. We can bet on hockey now. 
Mm, what I would give to go back in time, put some money on Vegas. Ah, uh, I know. Well, I mean, I guess they lost. It they lost, matter, but, but I mean... It would have been worth the money that I lost to yeah. know that I was that close to winning that much money. Yeah, and you probably, I mean, there's probably, you probably could have found bets to, I mean, who was betting on them to make it to the cup final? Just yeah. alone, like, even not winning, like, just to make it there. It's just insane. We should look at who's who, who has the worst odds and see of who has the worst odds, who has the best odds of proving us wrong. Okay. Who who of the worst Vegas odds has the best odds of making me and you look like pieces of shit? We should put some money on that. I'm done with that. It's probably... Vancouver. (laughs) Probably Vancouver, (coughs) Although it could be Edmonton, and I'd be willing to put some money on it. Only because I feel like they have to be better. (laughs) I might reflect them being out of the playoffs, but they have to be better. Yeah. We'll look up the odds next week, and we'll take a look and see if Edmonton's worth a $20 bet. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So that's going to do it for this week. You can follow us on Twitter at OffTheBarCast. That's OffTheBarCast. It'll be Off the Bar with Rob and Joey as the name. We'll post all the new episodes, you know, maybe conversate a little bit over there follow me on my personal twitter at fuck you raff uh r-a-f-f at the end and i think that's gonna do it we'll be back next week for what do you want to do next week the central you want to go across the west out of the way real quick. yeah we go across the across the nation all the way back because i figure we're gonna want to save the metro for last so because we got two horses in that race so yeah (laughs) this has been good week i'm joey and this is rob and we'll see you guys later